0: Welcome back to episode nine of the Off Belay podcast. I'm your host, Michelle. It's been a minute. I hope you've all been doing well and had a good winter despite the seemingly relentless pandemic and, of course, frigid temps of the Northeast. Um, I'm just going to go right ahead and say that this will be the start of season two for Off Belay. A lot happened over the past few months um, that resulted in a large gap of episodes, mainly that our equipment which needed to be replaced do i sound better now i halfway cringe when i thought of my own voice being more pronounced for you all but your ears just deserve better quality than what we had so um shout out to the enormo cast for the gear wreck much appreciated and on the note of the enormo cast we did get a shout out by our dude chris calouse and not in the way that i would ideally hope for It occurred to us um, after forming this podcast that there was actually a previous show of the same name, hosted by none other than our friend Chris Calouse and another colleague of his. Um, I've personally only ever known all things Enormo since I got into climbing, so that was a genuine coincidence, so that was just something I figured uh, I should touch on. He did say that we were, quote, taking a little run at it, so... Be on the lookout for shirts in the future with something along those lines on it. I will figure out a way to use that. Um, Yeah, goddamn right we're taking a little run at it. And it's all for you, our awesome listeners. I mean, seriously, all of you New England and Northeastern rock dwellers, we appreciate you. So thanks for being so patient over the past few months as we fine-tuned some things and also dealt with some personal obstacles in our own lives. Um, Yeah, I mean... A little personal note, I did lose my grandmother recently, which was, um, you know, difficult. My car got totaled by a punk 17-year-old. But yeah, you know, life goes on and we're just so happy to be back. So, Um, yeah, and other exciting updates. We are stoked to welcome a new brain to the Off Belay podcast. Um, Her name is Sarah. She's going to be helping us out with some creative things. Um, and we're absolutely stoked to have her on. She hails from Boston, uh, so that kind of diversifies the the Massachusetts uh, hosts that we have, I guess. Um, just kidding. And uh, we really feel like, though, that she is that extra spark that our team needs. So welcome to the team, Sarah. We are so excited to have you on um all right so rich is on his way out west to do some ice climbing so i'm rolling solo today i'm so excited to get into our conversation with climbing coach anisa lucina but first a word from our sponsor the offlay podcast is brought to you by our friends at central rock gym crg is a family-owned business and has 15 locations throughout the northeast including massachusetts connecticut rhode island and new york the climbing community in this area simply wouldn't be the same without CRG. Besides their impressive number of state-of-the-art facilities, they've been around since 2009, which is longer than Instagram has been around. So I think kind of in a way that makes them like OG hipsters. Central Rock has it all from yoga classes, lead certifications, fitness equipment, gear shops, and more. And the Hadley location also has a crack if you're into that kind of thing, which we definitely are here at Off Belay thank you to crg for supporting off Ballet and for being so dope to this community we love you uh check out the latest events classes and news at centralrockgym.com thanks again for hanging in there during our hiatus it is so great to be back and welcome to season two of the off Ballet podcast okay we are here with anisa lucina which i just learned how to pronounce <laughs> Anissa, thank you so much for coming on the Off Belay podcast. It is the start of season two, episode nine, and we're so excited to get things rolling again. So yeah, let's just get into it. If you want to start off with where you're from and where you are now and kind of what
1: brought you into the climbing community. Well, thank you for for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is great. Uh, Yeah, so I'm a gunks climber. I actually live in New Jersey, right on the border, but I'm like in between New Jersey and New York a lot. And I've been climbing, I would say uh, consistently for like the last 12 years. I actually started climbing in my twenties, You know, found it randomly on a, I went on an outward bound trip and they had a day of rock climbing. And I'm like, this is cool. And I went and, and I, I wanted to do more. And actually <laughs> the way it lined up is like right when I started to learn how to climb outside is when i met my husband and so i kind of took this path where you know as as young women do start hanging out with the boyfriend and like less hanging out with the things you want to do so got married had a bunch of kids well three (laughs) we say a bunch and uh yeah didn't think that that i would just climb again i i had this notion that now i i strongly advocate against but that uh you know being a mom and having kids means you can 't go do things you want to do, especially things like climbing, so I just kind of was like, all right, you know my my climbing days were over before they even started. Uh, you know i wasn 't even leading at the time I had just like just found it and then uh, after I had my kids, I kind of just had this strange epiphany that I was unhappy in my life. <laughs> Uh, as as many of us do I was 38 at the time and I uh, I decided to get divorced Um, my youngest was nine months at the time my my parents thought I was nuts they're like you just had a baby (laughs) so when I when I decided to get divorced I went back into climbing partially because I felt like that was you know, this, this road that I ignored or, you know, put aside when I decided to get married and that, that felt like a natural way to go back. And also it kind of served as therapy for me to, to get through my divorce and, um, do something completely for myself after having like three small kids, you know, close together, um, you know, being outside, which I love feeling strong, feeling in control, like all the things that, that a woman needs in general but especially you know in the midst of going through this painful separation and divorce. So that was about yeah 12 years ago and I just fell back into it kind of full throttle and and haven't stopped since.
0: Okay, wow. That's such an amazing story and and I love also knowing that it was a bit later in you know, your mm-hmm. life than most people normally would, I would say, get into climbing. I mean, I know we all wish we started sooner. Um, oh, totally. <laughs> but I mean, you're absolutely crushing it. And it's, it's just, it gives me so much like, hope. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So you know, I hear
1: that message a lot, actually, because a lot of the women that I climb with, and that are in my community, are, you know, kind of like middle aged moms, um, that, that fine climbing later in their life. Love it. You know, it's this kind of challenge of how to manage family life and responsibilities. And, and still, you know, the big thing is like, how do you say to your partner, your spouse, your kids, whatever, like I'm going to go out climbing for the day. See ya. You know, there's peanut butter in the fridge. (laughs) You know, it sounds, it, it could sound so selfish. Uh, especially for mothers. And that's one of the things that I try to bring out and, and nurture and encourage that you, you can you can figure out a way to do the things you love and still be a good mom and still have a family and still have responsibilities at, at any age, um, you know, climbing is available to you at any age. It doesn't, you don't have to be like, um, you know, I'm too old to try, like that kind of thing. I uh, there was a woman that I work with that just started leading when she turned fifty. Like we went shopping together, and like I helped her buy a, you know her first chad rack at the age of fifty, and it was it was freaking amazing. You know it was great. So um, I I love encouraging that, and and I myself turned fifty last year, and it was kind of like it was you know it was kind of a thing for me. I was like wow, like you know my body doesn't move the way it kind of used to, and you know, you just have like different things you're thinking about, but I have to say it's great. And I actually feel right now, the strongest, like I've ever felt ever in my climbing. And so it's exciting to know that, you know, it doesn't have to be this like, oh, I missed it. Can't climb. Let me go find a different hobby because, you know, I'm, I'm too old to climb. Like that's Definitely not true.
0: I love that, and I I love following you on social media. You're always getting after it. It seems you're lifting oh, weights, thanks. you're running, you're climbing, you're training. I'm like, oh my god, I need to get out of bed. Um, yeah. So I I love oh, watching thanks. you crush it.
1: I'm trying. It's it's <laughs> effort, and that's kind of why I post it. It's because like it's definitely not easy. And I try to post those days where it's just not connecting either, where like the video is mostly just like me lying down, like, oh my God, this is so hard, you know? Um, But yeah, you know, like it, it takes effort and dedication. It it, it certainly doesn't come easy. um, But it does make me feel good. You know, I I definitely enjoy being very physical and, and using my body and, feeling strong like that. I feel like when you, when you start to feel physically strong, you start to feel like stronger in other things, like more confident and, and, you know, it, it resonates in, in other areas of your life. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love climbing so much is I just find like, and especially for me who used it as this tool to navigate my divorce, um, that like all these lessons that you're learning on the rock totally translate into everything in your life. Like it's, you know, there's, there's women I work with that are beginner climbers and they did this climb for the first time, you know, even like a simple top rope. And they feel so empowered afterwards, then, then they show up at work and, and, you know, maybe they speak up at a meeting that normally they wouldn't, or, or kind of present an idea, or maybe even have a difficult conversation with your boss or your partner or whoever, like that kind of confidence and empowerment that you get from the rock just totally soaks into everything in your life. And then, and then it comes back. It's like this amazing circle. So I really enjoy watching that and and, and experiencing it even as a, a, just as a witness, I, I just think it's freaking cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're, I think you're literally training your mind when you're climbing to be, you know, to, to, what is it? Compartmentalize that fear. Mm -hmm. So that, that's amazing. Um, I don't know if it's just, like host nerves from being off of podcasts for a few months but um could you give us a description of like what you do and what you offer for everyone i forgot to oh get... yeah sure, i was so yeah. excited to learn more about your I know, well, let's your talk journey about
1: fear and women's <laughs> empowerment they're like well let's talk about you know let's back up a second we'll talk yeah, about so women I, empowerment um, all I'm the i'm a time. guide in the gonk so i take people climbing outside i just got my uh i just took my amga rock guide course this past November. Uh, and I'm also like a single-pitch instructor. Um, and so I work in the Gunks and the in um, the preserve and in Peterskill in the areas there in New York. Uh, I also teach climbing classes like locally in climbing gyms in the New Jersey area as well. And then I run an online program um, called the Confident Climbers Club. It's specifically for women. Um, and it's uh, kind of like an online coaching community that we have uh we're really we we talk about anything like we have regular calls we have guest speakers we talk about hey i went to climb and i had a bad day or or really kind of anything It, it it kind of snowballs into this just great community but so i do kind of like online coaching uh with women uh through the confident climbers club also separately and then i take people outside uh in the new york and so any kind of piece of that or combination of that um yes yeah, is, is are things that i that i offer that's but awesome. i wanted to i actually just started this confident climbers club during the pandemic it's something i i really always wanted to do um it's funny how there's a lot of pandemic stories that are like i always wanted to do this And so then you know but i was teaching a lot in local gyms driving a lot to connect with these people and and loving it and just wanting like how can i connect with people more without you know having to be physically in their location and how cool it would be to have a community online where we can really talk about the stuff and 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 get coaching and get ideas and and have badass women uh, speak to us and teach us. Um, and so when I found myself at home, like many of us did kind of like, now what do I do? I was like, you know what, this is, this is a sign from the universe that, that now's the time. Um, and it's been great. Like I'm really enjoying creating it and developing it further as I start to really kind of see what it is that, that people want um and what it is that really helps women progress in their climbing
0: is there a certain clientele that you that you serve normally or what's the kind of climber that you work with
1: yes so I I work with a lot of beginners a lot of women who yeah you know went climbing once and they're like oh my god I love this now what like kind of thing um and also uh kind of intermediate climbers a lot of women that maybe have started climbing and either like stopped because they moved or had an injury or had kids or job like that kind of thing. And now they're like, now, how do I get back? How do I remember how to lead? How do I navigate starting this hobby again? Um, So it's a lot of uh, beginner and like intermediate women's, I feel like with climbing, we're all beginners at something, you know, because it's a sport that's constantly, you know, first you want to you need to learn how to belay. Then you need how to learn how to top rope. But then you want to learn how to lead. And then you want to learn how to lead big stuff. But then you want to learn how to do big wall. And like you know, it could be con- you're constantly kind of get it trying to get after some next big objective, w- whatever that is for you. Um, and so it's it's exciting to see that in 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 every level. Um, but like I said, it's it's mostly. Uh, you know women again that are finding it a little bit later in life so I would say like you know 30s 40s 50s 60s we have a few women in the club that are in their 60s too which I just think is so rad like I think it's freaking awesome it's so cool Um, I love
0: the excitement I love the passion I'm here for it Um, (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, all right so do you have any um any highlights or anything that like really sticks out that you're proud of from being a climbing coach for women? I just, I admire it so much, but is there anything when you're like, I did that, or we did that, what sticks out to you?
1: You know, I like, I like those stories about how it transferred into other points of life. Like, again, I think it's great when you have an objective and you're climbing and trying to reach the top. I I'm a very big advocate. And maybe that's because I don't consider myself a very strong climber of, of ways to talk about climbing without talking about grades, because, you know, it's so, and, and I'm sure you've seen it, you know, especially in, in, in social media or Facebook groups, everyone's like, I climbed to five, this, I climbed to five that. And it's great. Believe me, I, I do it too, because it's a sense of accomplishment. Like you reach something, but when you start to attach your value to a number, the same way that women attach their value to how much they weigh, like, it's just a number you know, there's so much more to learn and to grow from that. So I'm a big advocate of like, what did you learn that it's not about getting to the top? Getting to the top is fantastic. We love to send, love to climb hard. Like I get that, but there's more, you can't just be chasing um, the grades. So I definitely celebrate when there's an objective and somebody did it, but I more like the nuances of like, I'm scared and I want to see what this is about. And I'm, I'm testing the water. Um, even something as simple as women needing climbing partners. This is a topic that comes up all the time. It's like, I don't know where to start to find a Like how do I find a climbing partner when I haven't even climbed yet? Or how do I meet somebody? How do I know that they're safe? And, uh, especially again for, for women who, you know, Sometimes the lines between a climbing partner and a date can get blurred. And then you're like, wait, I thought this was climbing. And they're like, well, I thought this was a date, you know. Uh, and,
0: and safe can be, I mean, safe is safe, but there's safe as far as. Physically,
1: emotionally, <laughs> and mentally, climbing. all yeah. that. It's, yeah, it can be a danger Like if to Your go- partner could belay, but you feel like that, you know, you know, when you feel that, that thing in your stomach and you're like, I don't think I want to be here right now. And not because like your anchor sucks. It's like something you're <laughs> the vibe that I, I need to go home. Like you need to listen to that and go home. Yeah. So it can be really hard to navigate, uh, finding new partners. So when I, I see women, even like I met somebody up, it's, it's kind of like dating. Like I met somebody at the gym and we went climbing we had a great day. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so awesome. Yeah. You know, like, there's so many ways to celebrate climbing other than getting to the top. And I love to hear all, all the bits and pieces. And like I mentioned before, especially when it translates into, into life, switching jobs, um, you know, getting divorced or, um, whatever it is that that you've been too afraid to do, and now because of climbing, you can do it. Like that's what really excites me. The climbing excites me too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I can
0: tell. Um, all right, I love that. Uh, thank you for sharing. What about your job as a climbing coach scares you?
1: Yeah, you know, I I thought about this a little bit, and I guess obviously it's like when you're taking people outside. you're always in a risky situation. And sometimes it's a beautiful day. You're with somebody you climb with a lot that you enjoy their company. Like you're, you're just having a great time. You have to remember, like, you're still, you know, you're still off the ground. You're still on a rope. Like a lot of things can go wrong. Um, You know, and I'm lucky enough that nothing horrible has ever gone wrong, but you always have to kind of keep that in the forefront of your mind and stay diligent with that and be really respectful of the sport that we're in. You know, we all know like climbing is dangerous and hopefully more often than not, we're we're coming home and, and telling people of the great day we had, um, but it's always too important that like it's a huge responsibility and people are trusting you with this and, you know, that that trust can be, can be scary. Cause you, you know, you want to, you want to make sure everybody has a good day and comes home safely. Um, so yeah, you know, just respecting the sport for what it is. And I think it's easy to lose sight of that sometimes.
0: Definitely. So the flip to that question of what about your job scares you is what about your job excites, it <laughs> excites you.
1: Uh, but I can kind of feel that all of it, right? like I've already, yeah, I mean, you know, like when, you know, and, and again, uh, you know, my evolution is that I started teaching in a gym. Uh, and then the women that I was teaching in the gym were like, I want to go outside. And I didn't have the capacity to take that many people outside. And so that's when I was like, Oh, I should become a guide. And this way I could take people outside. And so that's what kind of start me on the guiding track because initially I hadn't really like considered it. But you know what I mean like when somebody comes down from whatever and they got that twinkle in their eye and they're just like oh my god I just did that. You know I mean I you know I've had women like break down in tears or like oh my god I can't believe you know more than once and it's just so great to be a part of that. It really is exciting to be and and really like it, it. It totally isn't about me. It's about that. And then when they post it on Facebook, and all their friends who aren't climbers are like, "Oh my God, you're the best person ever! Like, how do you do? You're in love." you're great. Oh my God, I could never do that. Like they're just pumped up about it. I love taking a good picture of somebody climbing it. And then they post it on their Facebook or, or they change their profile picture to like a picture I took while they were climbing. (laughs) That makes me so freaking happy. And I'm not even like a photographer on the photo credit. I'm just psyched that I was a part of a moment that they are so proud of that they want everyone to know, you know, it's, it's thrilling. That's amazing.
0: Um, So, all right. (laughs) We're so excited. I love this. Um, All right, let's talk goals. Do you have anything laid out? And you don't have to share if you have any
1: secret goals because I think everyone has secret goals that they're like scared to talk about. No, I don't have secret goals. And in fact, (laughs) my, my big goal last year was to take the Rock Guy course and I intentionally didn't make it a secret because I was like, the more I talk about it and say it, the more I'll... I won't back down. And also the more support that I'll get from people because everyone is like, yeah, go do it. Yeah, you should. I'll take you out. When do you need, you know, what do you need? And and that's really exciting and and helpful to have as well. Um, So I'm a big fan of goal setting. Um, I actually just ran a goal setting workshop uh, a couple of weeks ago and kind of, you know, putting it out there, kind of with the caveat that like goals change, right. And just because you don't reach a goal or it doesn't mean, it it doesn't mean again, another thing, I I hate the word failure. Like it's not, nothing's a failure. It's, and I, I truly believe that it's all learning. Um, but sometimes goals change. You just realize you're doing something. You're like, you know what? I, this doesn't really excite me or this, this stresses me more than it makes me feel good. And, and that's time to reevaluate your goals. But, um, I, have, I do have a few trips coming up. I'm going to uh, Kentucky next month. No, in March. And then I'm going out to Red Rock in April. I had gone out to Red Rock last year in April to do some long climbs in preparation for my rock Guy course. And I was so stressed and, and so nervous about like having to get these done for my resume that I kind of lost a little joy for a moment there. I actually like had a major meltdown (laughs) following a climb. I just like started sobbing. And so kind of my goal is to go back and do those climbs I did last year and like reclaim the joy and do it just, first of all, I feel a million times stronger than I did a year ago. So I kind of want to see physically and mentally what I can do. But I also just want to go back and be like, this is just for me now. This is just for me to look at a bird and touch the rock and not to put on a resume, not to have to tell anybody that I did it, but just purely for myself. I love that really to, to kind of like reclaim my year of reclaiming the joy, just climb with people I love and, and seeing what I can do because last year definitely, um, taught me and I think this is true for everybody that we underestimate our abilities so much I underestimated mine as well um and and it's just a story it's just a story that we're telling ourselves and once you kind of get over that like you can really do anything and so I'm kind of excited to see what what I can do this year
0: yeah, and I'm I'm sure you're gonna crush it. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. It just yeah. uh, your story kind of reminded me of um, I have a little brother who's ten years younger, and he was super into dirt bikes when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And one time he fell off, like totally dumped the bike, crying. My dad's like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, but I'm done dirt biking." My dad's yeah. like, "No, you're not. You're gonna get back on that bike, and you're gonna go have fun because you don't want to walk away with that being the last." feeling that you had of that dirt bike yeah so it's kind of a similar thing like you want to get back on that bike yeah <laughs> I mean enjoy I knew it.
1: When I had you know it's funny I call it like the meltdown um but <laughs> when I had the meltdown in, in Red Rock I actually got to that place I was like I don't know if climbing is the right thing for me and so I actually started my career as an accountant I worked on Wall Street and did auditing and uh, you know, got my MBA in finance and stuff like that. So every once in a while when I get really like, like upset about climbing, I was like, well, I I could just go back and be an accountant. Like that wasn't so bad. I I like spreadsheets and (laughs) I, I I could do that, you know? Uh, and it's so interesting how we could talk our ourselves out of it. So I know enough to know that again, like that's just a story. And in my case, it was driven by fatigue, stress, fatigue, and stress. Um, but i did get to the point like ah, i don't know uh ah, climb- climbing's not right for me I-, I don't think i'm gonna do this anymore <laughs> and knowing as i was saying it that i would be fine after i just ate and slept but um yeah
0: i read uh this you this book about go running back once on it. yeah that's awesome i read this book about uh running once and it was like if you are emotional ever, at any time when you're running, you need to eat something. Like <laughs> First and yeah. foremost, you need food.
1: <laughs> yeah. So definitely. just like, yeah, that, that's the the answer. You know, it's like, you need to know, like, like little kids, when they start getting crazy, you're like, you need to go to bed <laughs> like that. I'm always like, sleep and eat. And then we'll have a conversation about how you feel. Let's, let's just give it a minute. You don't need to be like selling your trad rack right now. Just give it a minute. <laughs> you know, I love that. Um, but it's of- easy to get there. It's really easy to 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 feel disappointed about your performance and right away go down the rabbit hole with um, you know negative stories for ourselves.
0: Definitely Um, I know you were just talking about your
1: kids do they climb at all? Oh no sadly they want nothing to do with it. (laughs) <laughs> That's okay. and they, they did when they were younger so my kids are uh I have two that are have birthdays coming up next month so they're going to be 13 15 and 16 um so when they were young they would go out and climb a little bit but they they really have have no interest and in, I don't think they even realize how cool it is because mom does it so maybe one day you know they'll find climbing through their own path and be like wow this is kind of this is kind of cool but i go on these trips and i send them these awesome photos of me in yosemite like doing cool stuff and they just write back you know i text them pictures and they just write back cool but i could tell you can tell from the text that it's not like cool they're just like cool like they're so not impressed with anything i do that's
0: fine that's cool i know i'm cool that's all you text me when they figure out that they have a cool mom I want to be a part of this because it. Yeah, will we'll happen. Yeah, we'll
1: do a podcast on that. <laughs> That'll be the title of the podcast. I just realized my climbing mom is cool. <laughs> it took me 18 years, but I figured it out. Yeah, their brains like, aren't fully. So really- Jack, when did you first <laughs> realize that your mom was really cool? Like, wow. <laughs> I thought she was cool. I wasn't sure, but
0: then. Their brains don't fully develop till they're like 25, so we'll give them the yeah, benefit have some of the time. doubt. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: That's awesome. All right. Um, I know you work out of the gunks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have a favorite crag route or experience in the northeast?
1: Yeah, you know, that's that's just so hard. I I do love it all. I mean, I, I'm definitely um spend more time in the gunks, so more familiar there. I mean, there's a bunch of roots that I love, but I feel like they're always changing. I feel like the route that I'm in love with any year is the route that like, I'm like so close to, to really getting in a flow state. And like, you know, it's just like a little bit out of your reach. And you're just like, Oh, if I just did it a few times, like it would be perfect, you know? And then, and then that's what kind of like fires you to work on it or, or to climb it more. And that's what makes it a love, you know, like, any climb that you, yeah, you find yourself in that flow steep, meaning like you're just moving effortlessly. You don't have to think you have that, just that, like that right amount of fear that keeps you like on your toes and, and the butterflies, but not that you're, you know, going to start crying to your mama in any minute, you know, like just that right part. And so that's kind of always evolving and always changing. Um, but yeah, I don't really have any favorite favorite roots i mean of course i do but like <laughs> like anything in the gunks is good like i could just list them all you know um i mean S- son of easy o is is one climb that i did a long time ago that that right from the start i love so that's always my favorite that's like a classic five eight in the gunks all the like four star five stars in in the gunks are are always are always like the favorite
0: i have a question What's yeah. your opinion on pitch three of CCK? Uh because I almost shit myself. <laughs> it's
1: it's a thing. It's a thing. I, I definitely have to have like take a deep breath and kind of have my my head in the game. It's funny because I think I only climbed that route like three times last year. And every time I do it, I was like, that's hard. Like I always have to remind myself. I was like oh, that's hard. And, and then at the same time, once it's done, you're like, but it, but it wasn't that hard. But like in the moment, yeah, it's always kind of like, you're like, huh? All, all right, here, here we go. You know? Yeah, I do know. Um, <laughs> but it's so fun. And it, you know, it, it makes a great photo. I mean, that's the that's the best part.
0: <laughs> it It is the gunks are so picturesque that I yeah. remember seeing I was probably rock and ice or climbing or some climbing magazine. Right when I first got into climbing, many years ago now, and I saw a picture of high E and I was like, Oh, oh yeah. I need to go there. Like I need yeah. to. And yeah. And it it is just so ridiculously beautiful. So it makes me happy that you get to enjoy it so often and Yeah. Um, that's great.
1: Yeah, totally. No, I mean high E is great of course. I like doing I've done this a couple of times. I like to do um, and again, if the weather works out, it's spectacular. You climb the first pitch in the dark with the headlamp, and then you sit on the ledge with some coffee and you watch the sunrise and then you finish the route. It's just, it's just this like beautiful experience just to watch the sunrise. And it's cool to climb in the dark like that too. Um, so that's a, that's a cool experience that I enjoy.
0: That is awesome. Um, okay. So what is something you would want your listeners or our listeners to know about you that doesn't have to do with climbing?
1: Doesn't have to do with climbing. Um, you know, it's so funny cause I feel like everything is related to climbing. I guess, you know, just again, like, um, having three kids getting divorced, um, even even before having kids, we, we had trouble conceiving. All my kids are, I I had via IVF and um, I had a few miscarriages along the way as well. Like, now it's easy to say that like every difficult point in your life, just, you know, that whole thing, it makes you stronger. It's so hard to absorb when it's going on. Like it's so painful to even know that there could be something better after that, but but there is, you know, and it's I don't know. I guess just to try to. I mean, I guess I'm I'm turning around this question to more like what I would tell people. Um, like every every opportunity is really a, a chance to learn more about yourself and see what you're made of. And I feel like I learned that so later in life. Uh, I mean, I feel like I only started even having a concept of self-awareness only like in my forties. Like I I had no idea what was going on in my life for twenties or thirties. Like, I really don't remember. I I know what I did, but I don't remember having a lot of self-reflection or, or, um, thinking about like what I really wanted or what was important to me. I just like, you go to college, get a good job. You marry a nice guy. You have a bunch of kids. You buy a house in the suburbs. Like these are the things that you do. And this is like what, you know, how I was kind of brought up and you do those things. And then like, yeah, you're, you're doing it. You know, you're, you're ticking all the boxes. And I kind of went through that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it, but never really stopped to think about what i was passionate about or what ignited me or what made me feel exciting and so even though i consider myself a little bit of a late bloomer only like coming to this in my 40s it's um it's really cool once once you kind of like stop and get that you're like okay like I'm somebody outside of my climbing, my family, my job, all, all those things. I don't I don't know if that even answered no, that your was, question. Right, you
0: absolutely but... answered your question. I just I I didn't want to interrupt because I was so enthralled. Um, you're the most badass person I've ever talked to, by the way. You're so cool. Oh
1: my god, you're so sweet. Thank
0: um, you. My my little brother what I was talking about earlier, was also IVF and I was young but I kind of sensed the struggles and so you know I I give you I have so much respect for everything you've been through and and that was you know just in a two-minute window I mean I'm sure you've been through um just so much so thank you for sharing that Yeah, it was beautiful um is there anything this is kind of like an open mic part is is there anything that you'd want to talk about anything that you're passionate about or any conversations that aren't being had that maybe you feel like there should be
1: Wow, conversations not have. Um, I mean that, that could go anywhere. No. I mean, I guess it's just kind of like a continuation of what we've been talking about that I really just want to, and again, I, I deal mostly with women. Of course, this this applies to to anybody, but um to encourage women to really take the time to understand what it is that's important to them. And, and not feel guilty about um, getting it and, and vocalizing it, Um, you know, and that, that could be climbing or anything, but really You know, it's so cliche, this whole like life is short thing. And and maybe this is just my my current state. Since as I said, like I turned 50, but you know, I turned 50. I'm like, I'm kind of on the way down here. Like it's not maybe I have another 50 left. Maybe I could pull a Betty White or something, but like, you know, and so you really got to stop and think like, what is it that I want to do? What what do I feel good about? How do I want to live my life? What boundaries do I want to set? How do I want to spend my energy? And And go do that. And I, you know, I find like climbing is just a great metaphor for that in a in a lot of ways. And and even if you're kind of like not a climber, you can you can still like um, you know, you could still learn all the lessons by being a top roper. You don't have to be a superstar, five twelve trad leader to to be fulfilled by climbing. You could be fulfilled by climbing, doing anything you want, like go outside and top rope a five one and just go home and be like, yeah, I have to say the first time I led a five nine, I was so freaking happy. <laughs> I came home and my kids, you know, my kids were young. They knew what climbing was, but they kind of didn't, but they knew that I did it. Uh, this is before I did it. I just did it for myself recreationally, like I wasn't doing it for work. And I came home, I was like, mommy, let it five nine, we're going out to dinner. And they were like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't know what it meant, but they knew that I was like psyched about it and I did a hard thing that like was important to me and everything. Like they don't know what grades are or whatever. But um, you know, you you could have that a- anywhere in climbing and go home and like go show your kids you did a hard thing, you know um yeah so that's that's kind of it
0: <laughs> I love it that's that's great I'm psyched your kids were psyched for you even if they don't know how. yeah cool they were are.
1: just psyched that they were going out to dinner like they they almost like didn't care why they're like yeah we have french fries and soda and then they were like can we have dessert I'm like yeah eat dessert. Cream. <laughs> I love that yeah.
0: uh awesome okay uh so some listener questions we always love to include our audience and our listeners so we um, yeah we posted a little ig story and got some responses so we're okay great through those all right so um this one was kind of vague i think so Mm -hmm. my apologies but answer the best you can um the listener simply wrote where to start resources links
1: yeah i mean i i guess like uh the question is like, how do, maybe how do I start climbing or, or where do I start? You know, going to the gym is always a good place to start if you've done nothing at all and kind of don't even know where to go. It's a great place to learn the basic skills, learn ropes, uh, learn how to belay and, and to meet other climbers to, um, you know, connect with and then go climbing out with, um, if you're looking to take the step outside, if you have friends or connections that you feel safe with and that, you know, know what they're doing, which sometimes as a beginner is hard to gauge, like you don't know what you don't know. So how do you know that somebody's safe? You know, that I think is a struggle for a lot of new climbers. I mean, I always kind of suggest in those cases um, to, to hire a guide, um, you know, that can take you out and you could see how you like it you know, in the movement and you know, guide services provide usually all the gear, helmet, harness, shoes like that. So you don't need to even invest in that. And just go out for a day and, and see how you like it. And then from there you could kind of progress. But if you if you haven't or or like find groups or I know there's meetups online. Sometimes they do like group outings. I I do um a couple times a year like women's group climbing. Um oh you know it's a great resource. Uh the ladies climbing coalition. So they, yeah, I'm an um, I'm a local advocate for them. Um, So they do a lot of meetups everywhere in local gyms and they do outside stuff too. And most of their stuff is either free or, you know, it's like a $5 donation or whatever. And even their outdoor outings are like totally affordable. They, they do a great job with, with giving a great experience, uh, and so that's a way to to reach out like finding those kind of um you know and then from there networking you always gotta ask like where else where did you go? Where did you learn who do you know like that kind of thing uh is a great way to start, but yeah, start at the gym find find what meetups are available and if you really want to get outside without knowing anything um either connect with a group like the ladies climbing coalition um that that knows you know knows what they're doing and is very safe or or hire a guide.
0: Awesome. All right. Next listener question. A lot of people say that climbing more is the best
1: training. Is this true? You know, I hate to say it depends for everything, but like it it depends. If you're a beginner climber, you know, again, it it it, are we talking about like just climbing in the gym or going outside and learning skills. You know, repetition is a great way to, to, to learn movement, to learn technical skills. Um, I think as a beginner, yeah, just go out as much as you can and learn out as much as you can. Then when you get to a point, I think when you're kind of physically at your limit, whatever that is for you, and you want to progress past that, that's the point to start taking like specific I'm assuming you're, the listeners asking about like physical training, like, um, but in the beginning, yeah, just, just get out as much as you can, just volume really. And, and paying attention to how your body moves. Definitely. Yeah.
0: All right. Next listener question for someone who climbs pretty frequently, how does one start training? So that I think kind of would correspond with the previous question, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah again, it depends on, you know, are we talking like I want to learn outdoor skills, which is a whole different thing than just um, somebody who wants to just climb harder in the, in the gym. I think you kind of know when you get to a plateau, like, you know, usually in the beginning you excel really, really, you know, you're climbing this five eights. Now you're climbing five nines and a week later you're fine. you know, then when you get to a plateau and you kind of can't figure out why you can't progress any further then that's the time to like really evaluate what your strength training program is or what your movement skills are and and also to understand what what your you know what your goal is too i mean that makes a huge difference too um especially when people want to transfer to outdoors you know I I think a lot of us know that you could be a great five twelve climber in the gym, but then you go outside. You know, you should, and you want to be a trad leader for the first time. Like you're starting on, you know, you're starting on Betty. You're going to do a nice five three. You're going to place gear every five inches, and like you know, you, you have to go back before you could go forward again. So it kind of depends on what your goals are.
0: That makes sense. Um, okay. Next listener question is, and I actually love this question: What are the advantages or differences of hiring a coach over a guide? And I think a lot of our listeners um, are newer climbers and may not even know yeah. the difference between a coach and a guide. So
1: yeah. So a guide generally, and I, I'll just kind of speak to, for myself in my community in New York. Obviously, it could differ, but um, a guide will take you outside climbing and. Uh, usually it it can be a case where someone's like, Oh, I've never climbed or uh, it's my husband's anniversary. We want to go climbing and you just go climbing and you have a good day and they keep you safe and they, you get to experience the sport. Um, And then coaching would be more just like, you know, you want to really develop skills. You want to learn, you want to progress, you want to do better, like any kind of sport coach. And then a coach can help guide you to what you need to learn, what you need to know. I mean, that being said, good guides are coaches as well, right? It, it really depends, I think, on the intent of the, of the person. But if someone like just wants to climb and have a good day and then go home and like not necessarily climb again, then that would be a guide. You wouldn't necessarily go to a coach. Um, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. All right. And then the last listener question that I love um, is how do you encourage female climbers to be confident in a male dominated space?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I I think I'd almost just be like, how do you, what was the the first part of the question? How do you encourage? Yes. Uh, I mean, I would encourage that women be confident in any space, but um, a lot of it is just Picking, picking the environment that makes you feel the safest and the most secure. And often I find that, uh, for women climbers, that's often with other women, you know, they feel safer, they feel more, uh, able to be vulnerable. Um, and again, I'm, I'm speaking very general, uh, but, um, you know, if you're climbing with a lot of like male dominated partners that are very focused on the send or the grade and go, you know, it's a lot of like, kind of, uh, I would say typical or stereotypical masculine energy. And that might not feel a safer woman to, um, show that they're afraid, show that they're, have fear not not just of falling but you know fear of rejection fear of you know comparison with other people um, fear of being vulnerable fear of of showing somebody else that you're you're disappointed in yourself you know those are all kind of very you know i find climbing is just a very intimate st- sport it's very emotional and you have to just make sure that you have people around you that can nurture that. I mean, I definitely, I have a lot of climbing partners and, and it's like, you know, I have, I have the nurture and male and female, uh, you know, when, when I'm feeling a little low, I have my, my nurturing friend that like, like, before I tie in, he like tells me how wonderful I am and like gives me a little shoulder massage and like talks about the universe, like very spiritual. So when I'm, when I need that energy, like I go to my spiritual friend, when I need a more like, we're going to freaking crush this today, let's go. Then you go to a different thing. So like, I would like, know know what your energy is and know what you need. And, and if you can find that in a male environment, great. But if you prefer that in a female environment, then just like, go, go look for that. Like, but tune into yourself and certainly if it doesn't fit it doesn't fit like don't waste your time don't waste a beautiful day in spring with the bluebird sky and everybody's happy in a crowd where you feel like you're not enough go go find go find your people someplace else how however you can find it
0: yeah it can be it can be tough, I think, especially if you're like, oh, I've already I know these people. I'm com- comfortable with these people to like kind of look at the situation and be like. This is not OK, you know, yeah. I need to kind of reset. It's always hard to reset.
1: Yeah, especially when you find like, you know, again, I mean, over the years, obviously, I've developed a lot of climbing partnerships um, and I'm very self-aware of, of what I need when which which helps. Um, but especially when you feel like you don't have a lot of climbing partners, you're like, but this is the only person I know. I can't get out unless I get out with them. You know, you, you have to like, I say this all the time, but like finding a climbing partner is like dating. You have to network and you have to find the people and ask for referrals. And who do you climb with? And who do you meet? And where do you go? And where, I mean, I was very deliberate about it. I had gone climbing, um, when I first started climbing, I went out to Yosemite for a couple of days. Like I was a beginner and I just hired a guide out there. And then later on, um, when I was intentionally trying to build a network of women specifically to climb with, I was reaching out to guides and I was like, Hey, you've climbed with me. You kind of get my vibe. Who do you know in my area that you've climbed with? Cause you know, this was a guide. I IFMGA guide climbs all over the world meets a lot of people. I was like, do you have any women friends that you can like introduce me to? It's like dating, you know? Like, yeah. Who who do you know that you could set me up with? And <laughs> and then like, oh, I, you know, this person would be a great fit. I'm like, great, yeah, send an email. Can you introduce us? Like it's networking like anything else. You have to put yourself out there to, to find people. And then, and then you constantly like refine it. Like this is your partner when you just want to have a fun day. This is your partner when you really want to do something scary and you need to know that you have somebody that you completely trust, you know, more again um, in that emotional space, you know, and, and different things, but yeah, just, you have to, it's effort and it's work. It doesn't come easy, but you have to Make it an intention to seek out those people that make you your best.
0: I love that. So how can yeah. someone find you? Where, what's your your website, your Instagram? Yes. Yeah. So um,
1: my business is called Genuine Climbing. So it's genuineclimbing.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram on Genuine Climbing as well. Crushing and, it on Instagram. <laughs> um, if you ever want to climb out in the gunks, you could reach me. And also, um, you could see information about my Confident Climbers Club on my website as well. And that reaches people nationally. Um, so yeah, there's always there's always a space to connect. Awesome. All right, Anisa,
0: thank you so much for taking oh, the time you. to talk. It was so nice to meet you
1: yeah
0: you as well this is great thank you yeah um all right i think that just about does it so all right i'm gonna wrap up recording all right sounds great thank you for tuning in the off podcast is brought to you from central massachusetts we're proudly sponsored by central rock gym visit centralrockgym.com to check out any of their 15 locations classes and more our music is by Mara Brown, and our team consists of Rich Wallette, Sarah Casto, and me, Michelle Bourget. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Ballet Podcast or email us at offballetcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. See ya!